Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to Movie News number 76. Let's discuss the latest developments in film and TV. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Let's get into the box office and movie news. So much to discuss. Obviously, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is still reigning supreme at the box office. Pulled in another $15 million. I believe it's about to pass $400 million domestically. So it's a very successful yeah, it's at film. Yeah, 385 right now. Typical Marvel movie. That's all three of them this year have hit around $800 million box office. And that's roughly. actually a good sign for the company that the properties are still performing really well in America alone. Next, we had Violent Night, the David Harbour Santa Claus diehard film, pulled in $11.8 million. And then Strange World in its second weekend, $4.5 million. Another disappointing weekend for that film. It's only raked in, I think, like $30 million on a budget of $150, $180 million with marketing included. It looks like it's going to be Disney's least successful movie for well over, a, like maybe almost 15, 20 years. They've had quite a few bombs. This yeah. has been a really disappointing weekend for the box office. I think people obviously post uh, holiday in America and we're getting ready for the next holiday for the rest of the world with Christmas coming up. And everyone's but, watching Wednesday. Yeah, so. but there's a, there's a bunch of... Box office blues, you could say. I, I read like five articles, all kind of the same thing. Where are the audiences? No one's going to see the contenders for the Oscars this year. No one's going to see Tar. No one's going to see the Fablemans. Um, articles from Variety, Fanny Fair, The Guardian. I think this is something we've been talking about for, for years. I mean, superheroes are taking over cinema. And, yeah. and huge, big blockbuster films are drawing audiences away from small films. And it's inevitable. We've been we've been warning about it for almost two years now, ever since we started the show. Yeah, and it's um, I think there's a lot that plays into it. And I think a lot of it is uh, the algorithms of social media platforms. Because I talk to a lot of people in DMs and comments and people say, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. I didn't even realize this was a release. Because I think... Algorithms on social media, if you like something like a Marvel movie or you like something like a DC movie kind of thing, you're just going to see that every time you go on the app. Uh, and so I think just the exposure to great independent films isn't really being isn't really reaching uh, audiences like because it's just being so overwhelmed with the algorithm telling you what's the most popular thing. That's all you're going to see. So I think that has a lot to do with it because like, I get so many DMs like or comments like I didn't even know this movie existed or that it came out. I'm like. Well, I see, I see billboards of it in L.A., or you'll see it in a magazine, but you won't see it on, like, certain people won't see it on their TikTok or they won't see it on Instagram uh, because of the algorithms. I just saw The Fablemans. Mm -hmm. Might be the best movie of the year. Might be my favorite. It snuck into the top five. 
it was phenomenal. No one's seen that movie. Tar, no one's seen that movie. Banshees of Sharon, no one's seen that movie. Till, no one saw no that movie. Till, yeah. uh, no one saw uh, Park Chan-wook's film. This is, decision, decision to Leave. No one's um, seen their movies. Uh, Armageddon Time did horribly. I think Empire of Light, Sam Mendes' new film is going to do terribly. It, it is very worrying because, I mean, these are really great filmmakers and seem to be very important stories to tell, but they're not making like no one's it doesn't seem to be that audiences are interested in seeing them we've been talking about this for two years yeah we've been talking about it for two years i think we're finally seeing the repercussions of it i love all the articles like where's the audience it's like come on you all know you're showing yeah come on journalists yeah do some journalism I mean, you know what's going on <laughs> you know what's happening you've been in the film industry for 25 years yeah you look at it, the average person goes to in, in america goes to the cinema five six times a year maybe a little bit more if depending on the age and if it's they're generally going to see the big tentpole pictures and so that already like takes away the independent films. So I think there's just too many big studio movies, I think is what it is. True. All right. But some upcoming releases we have coming out on December 9th. We have a bunch of films coming out. We have The Whale, Darren Aronofsky's latest film starring Brendan Fraser, who is going to be a contender for Best Actor. Uh, we've only seen a, gr- a little trailer for that. And I believe it. what he shot that in 16 millimeter looks incredible. It looks like 35, but with um, a, a different format. With the aspect yeah. ratio. Uh, Empire of Light, Sam Mendes' latest film, Anthony just brought up, it comes out December 9th as well. Then we have two huge streamer movies coming out. Emancipation comes out on Apple TV on, De- on December 9th. And then Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro stop motion animated film, comes out December 9th on Netflix as well. So that's going to be a huge day for movies. I'm going to try to see all four of those ASAP. I also, can't wait for Pinocchio. when I saw The Fablemans... Saw the Oppenheimer trailer, which was only paired with Nope in IMAX for the longest time. But now they're starting to release the trailer in front of normal movies. Ooh, it how was it? Sick. I saw the signed copy logo. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In the flames. It looked incredible. It looked oh incredible. Oh, my God. It looks Can't insane. Uh, but let's move on to the news. We got a lot of trailers. All, all in one day, a lot of trailers. We got the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Indiana Jones 5, and Transformers, which was interesting that... All three of these huge movies released a trailer on the same day, all on December 1st. So uh, I think the Indiana Jones trailer, we were a bit worried about it. You know, Spielberg's not directing it. We like James Mangold a lot, but still. uh, And also all the rumors about the de-aging of Harrison Ford. Plus it's a Disney property now. Disney property now. They bought Lucasfilm, so they're producing the film. We have been worried about it, but I think the trailer was surprising. It looked like a lot of practicality with the action, which is important for an Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones movies are famous for stunt work, and they really paved the way for large-scale stunts. And it's still like you go to Disneyland or Disney World, and you can see the Indiana Jones show. So stunts are so important. And uh, one of the biggest problems with the fourth one was the incredible amount of CGI, which people didn't like. So I I was really pleasantly surprised by the trailer. The de-aging looks really incredible. I, we didn't see him speaking, obviously, but we got two shots of Harrison Ford de-aged, and it looks really accurate. We, I think many of us are very familiar with what he looked like when he was about 50. Yeah, I've seen those movies quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> Harrison is a good-looking man. But he, <laughs> it looks good. It looks he. It looked very realistic to what he looked like. Cause they I even just, got his scar, his facial structure, yeah, everything. They nailed it. Because I just watched a clip from Tron Legacy yesterday, and the de-aging of Jeff Bridges does not look good in now, retrospect. Compared to like the Irishman. Yeah, it, look, it, it actually looks pretty bad. But then uh, you look at this trailer, and it looks really terrific. That's why I think when in the future, in like 20 years, people are going to look back on The Irishman as paving the way for how it's done now and like the standard for de-aging because they really kind of started that. Just like with Lord of the Rings and Gollum and mocap, The Irishman really took it to the next level. For de-aging. For de-aging. Yeah. Um, but so it looks like an Indiana Jones movie. I was pleasantly surprised. It looks great. 
Unsung heroes are obviously the stunt performers. Some of the action sequences we saw in the trailer look incredible. Yeah, and all practical, so that's important. It looks great. Um, then also Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we got a trailer for that. It looks like an emotional journey. It's obviously, we know it's going to be kind of an origin story for Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Origins. <laughs> that's the origin story. Can't today. wait to see it. It looks dramatic. Uh, Gamora's in there. I can't wait to see how they tie Gamora into the Guardians and Peter Quill with this storyline because we have, you know, we have the past Gamora that traveled to the future and it's all jam- jumbled up together. Yeah. So it doesn't fit. It's old, it's old Gamora it's before old Gamora. they met. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's different. I'm, I'm curious to see the dynamic. But, but uh, this is James Gunn's last Guardians movie. I'm sure these characters are going to pop up in other movies. But I think for this group of people, this group of performers and filmmakers, it's their last go at the story. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the close. Uh, I love Chris Pratt. I love Zoe Saldana. Drax is always a lot of fun. So it look And also it looks like a cute, like family getting back together you know and speaking of Drax and Dave Bautista the trailer for Knock at the Cabin Door M. Night Shyamalan's new film looks really terrific did saw they that. release a second one no I or saw the just... same one okay. but I don't think we brought it up before or maybe we did we did but I watched yeah. it again last night in the, in the theaters and it looks really interesting and, and M. Night's movie trailers are so well made for marketing purposes mm-hmm. the the question he always puts at the end of it it's, it's the really old trailer was yeah. good yes yeah, so yeah. he always questions the audience with his tra- with his trailers to be like ah i gotta find out what this movie's about it's just the mystery behind even if it's it. a, yeah. if a mediocre movie you still gotta like it scratch that yeah itch. happening like how why are people killing themselves you gotta know why have you heard about the honeybees have you heard about the bees <laughs> <laughs> Hey goat, <laughs> how's your say, mother? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> um, and then the final major trailer was Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Rise, rise. <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I've spoken to some people who it's basically based upon that TV series, the Beasts TV series of Transformers. And uh, there's a supercut of people comparing like shots to the movie, and it actually like pretty much duplicated shots from the show. Uh, okay, cool. But fans of Transformers and that series in particular seem to be very happy about the trailer. So like Optimus Prime, and and they're not in it. Like Optimus st- is in it. Uh, the other characters are in it, but also like these animal um, Transformers are. So it's are still gonna- like the War of Decepticons and Autobots. I'm not completely sure. Not sure. Not completely sure. I have not. I'm seen not the a Transformers trailer. expert. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first movie a lot. Yeah, it looks cool. Some more news. Wednesday. Oh, and also, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The lead actor from um, In the Heights is, is the lead in this film. Gotcha. Wednesday Adams news: the new Netflix TV series starring Jenna Ortega broke Stranger Things four record of hours watched in a first week for a Netflix original with 341 million hours streamed, which is absurd in a week. It shows the love for the Adams family. Jenna Ortega's rising star. Rise. Rise. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, I think, I mean, this is evidence that people always, people want something different, you know? Uh, Stranger Things is amazing and really fun, but also, like, we need new things. We well, need, I mean, this is the fourth thing of the Adams family. But not in a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I mean, been a while since Christina it, Ritchie. It, yeah, yeah. That was when we were kids, mm-hmm. you know? So I think people were always craving something new and something different. And so this is an example of that. True. Um, that 90s show released a trailer and I guess, I guess, sure. I saw, it's like literally just the same thing. I was like, all right. They got Red and Kitty, which I'm happy about. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I guess I was watching them like, eh, do I really want to watch this? I was, I was curious if they were going to have them smoking weed, but they are, yeah. they're, they are doing that famous circle shot. They have to. The spinning shot. It's a te- Cause I was worried like our, our studios are afraid to depict that in a TV show for kids. True. Because they um, stopped showing cigarettes and they stopped showing alcohol in a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, once that shot was shown, I was like, okay, at least they're doing that. But also, like, 
I didn't really feel anything it just for didn't, it. It didn't yeah. feel like the nostalgia. Even though we're 90s kids, it didn't feel like 90s. Yeah. I thought they'd go all out with the 90s stuff. As a, yeah, as a 90s kid, I didn't see much 90s pop culture in there. But I mean, so just a trailer. Um, I think the, obviously the, the showcase of the trailer was Red and Kitty. Like they were yeah, like the stars yeah, yeah. of the trailer. They were, they were. And I was like, who's the main character? Oh, the daughter, right? The yeah. daughter's the main character. They do all. They do. Ha- they did have like grungy wardrobe for some of the kids. Okay, yeah. Um, but it, I didn't see much 90s culture. There. I was expecting a little more from this trailer. Yeah. Because like you, the '70s show, they really tapped into things that were really popular. I'm sure they will with the show because like they're always listening like led zeppelin or stuff or like obviously star wars was huge with eric and they had they had great pop culture references in every episode so we'll see but i just i didn't even see like anything really i didn't feel it i didn't feel anything it felt like people were just touring the that's that 70s show set yeah. and they filmed it <laughs> <laughs> like when you go see the friend set at yeah. universal you're yeah. just like hey take a photo of me yeah. with the cup yeah we'll, <laughs> at, we'll see central I'll, park. I'll, I'll give it a ch- that's wait what for- it felt like it felt like people at the central park just hanging out <laughs> <laughs> i'll give it i'll wait for the reviews yeah, I'll wait for we, reviews dude that 70s show one of our favorite shows of all time after oh, yeah. school always putting that on always. that and Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick it's back in IMAX baby go see it Tom's back yeah for I think two weeks oh two, yeah two weeks in December started uh, <laughs> Tell, December 2nd it's a money making machine man Dude, it, it just never stop. stops making money stop. it should never leave theaters <laughs> just put it on the screen why why leave theaters <laughs> If I was a movie theater, twenty four seven. I think this is the fourth re-release for the, for though. The next five years, Top Gun Maverick. All right, next up, uh, <laughs> Mandalorian season three got an update. It's going to be released in March twenty twenty three, and John Favreau says that he wants every episode to be a special thing, like it's like Christmas morning. It looks like they're putting a lot into the show. Like it feels like, like Christmas morning. Yeah, like it's not like gonna be like a Christmas kiddie. show. No, yeah, not like, Christmas theme, but like the feel feeling. Like, oh my god, a new Mando episode. I hope so. That's like the one Disney Plus show that I actually really enjoy, Mando. <laughs> I haven't watched Andor. I know a lot of people say Andor is great, but I just haven't had time. But the other ones, I think Mando is the only one I connect to, personally. Yeah, I think it's I, the best one. I think it's the best one. It's also sure. their first one, right? It was the first I think one. That's what yeah. happens when John Favreau runs your show. Well, John Favreau, yeah, he's a great producer. He's a terrific guy. He's some, a cool dude. Some more news. He's so money. <laughs> so money. So money, baby. <laughs> you don't even know how money you are. <laughs> um, next up, we have some Bruce Lee mo- news about Ang Lee is making a biopic about Bruce Lee, and it's going to star Ang Lee's son, Mason Lee, playing Bruce, Bruce Lee in the film, which is really cool. I didn't I know mean, his son was an actor. I'm going to Google actually, him. Actually, yeah, he's, he's, you'll, you'll recognize him immediately. Oh um, yeah, I've seen him in some stuff. Yeah. So we grew up loving Bruce Lee. Um, he, he was a huge part of the culture, even years after his passing. When we were growing up in the '90s, our dad loves Bruce Lee. Our brothers love Bruce Lee. We, we watched all of his movies. So it's gonna be awesome to see a new movie of Bruce Lee. I'm, I'm curious to see what Angley. He does could with pull it. it off. He kind he has kinda a, looks he like had him, kind yeah. of a similar look to him. Yeah. He could definitely pull it off. I think yeah, he'll, I think yeah. He'll he has, nail it. They have similar features. Look at this photo. Yeah, no, I was very similar at features. They do look very similar. And plus, Ang Lee, I, he's just one of the best directors working today. So it'll be cool to see. Another major trailer, Super Mario's Brothers trailer was released. The full trailer, and we finally got more of Chris Pratt's voice. I think it's good. I know because like everyone, you want, you everyone don't, freaked out. You don't, oh you my don't want, god! This is me, Mario. The whole movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say peace from the kingdom and, and goodbye. You don't want yeah, that, the Bowser. Yeah. You don't want that the whole goddamn movie. I mean, it's great for the video game, but like not for actual Subtle. dialogue. Let's go. It's and, perfect. Yeah, I think it works really well. Anya Taylor Joy sounds perfect as Peach. And Charlie Day is Luigi. 
is amazing casting. Jack Black's Bowser. Yeah, Bowser. I think it looks, and I, I think it looks really good. They nailed it because they hit like so many video game parts of the Mario Super Mario. Yeah, World. they had Mario Kart in there they too. They had Mario Kart. They had Rainbow Road. They had the the flying squirrel outfit from NES. So they mm. they tied in every like even Mario Party stuff. Like every Mario game, it seems like they they threw stuff in there. Mario sixty four. Yeah. So I'm really excited to check it out because we love we played like every Mario game growing up. Yeah. For every console, so I think it's going to be awesome and so nostalgic, and I think they might have actually nailed a uh, video game movie. But keep in mind, Nintendo is producing this, mm -hmm. so it's not like they gave this to a studio to make it, you know? I think they're they're making it with a lot of love, you know? So much love. So much love. <laughs> and also, like, love for some money. <laughs> it looks good. No, but I was surprised. I really like the trailer. I think it's really good looking. All right, next up. Cocaine Bear trailer was released Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks' new film based on a true story of a bear that accidentally ate an entire bag of cocaine and went on a rampage in a small town. It looks like a lot of fun. Great cast. Looks like a great dark comedy. The CGI is iffy. Maybe it's not finished, but it does look like a lot of fun. It looks outrageous. Yeah. All right, what's this? The and she needs a bounce back after Charlie's Angels. Well, the Acolyte's a Star Wars show, right? So the Acolyte is an upcoming Star Wars show. It's got a really eclectic cast of a lot of performers. And then Daphne Keene, who leads his dark material. She was uh, Little Logan in Logan. Okay, yeah. Um, she's going to be one of the leads. And she said that this show is actually based on Sith. And it's about the Sith infiltrating the Jedi. And it's going to be the first ever Star Wars media form, I think, that's ever going to take the perspective of the Sith. Better be dark. I hope it's dark. So it sounds interesting. Sounds, sounds interesting. Interesting. So, All right. So Jude Law has his show coming out, um, on like the crew, something crew with he's the kids. got a Star Wars show coming out. Yeah. So he's gonna be the the pilot of the owner of a ship that uh, he has like a bunch of ragtag kids and they're like a crew. <laughs> so that comes out next year, and then the Acolyte will come out the year after. So many goddamn shows. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> to keep track of all this. And yeah, it's, it's a ton. Nobody, uh, Bob Odenkirk's film is getting a sequel, and they're going to start filming next summer. It's going to kill more guys. Kill <laughs> a bunch of guys, take out the trash, <laughs> and just lose his temper. <laughs> I watched the train fight sequence. It's pretty It's pretty solid. Because uh, I didn't. I haven't seen the film, but you told me about that. And, and I was like, what's his motivation for killing these guys? Just like they're being rowdy? They're, they're being... <laughs> They're being rowdy, but also they're, like, being very rude to a girl on the bus. <laughs> so he kills So them. he beats the crap out of, like, 12 guys and kills them all. <laughs> it's like, I, I I liked that movie, but, like, I think uh, it's a little overrated. It's too John, they're trying to make John Wick, uh -huh. you know, too much. Kind of like the uh, the Hotel Artemis was yeah. trying to be John, John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Nobody was trying to be John Wick as well. Mm -hmm. And it kind of worked for me, not completely... I know a lot of people really enjoy it. I think Bob Odenkirk's awesome. There are parts of that movie I liked, some parts I didn't like, but mm. eh, you like what you like. Yeah, you like what you like. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers in DC dropped a big photo today announcing Blue, Be Blue Beetle. Their official poster was released, and the film will be coming out August 2023, so keep an it's eye out. pretty soon. Yeah, a trailer will probably be coming out this week then. New trailer for Tony Collette's new film, Mafia Mama, so she's going to be like a fish out of water. <laughs> Who now has to like go to Italy and like run a mob? <laughs> That's funny. It looks pretty funny. Is it a comedy or yeah, it's a yeah. dark comedy. All right, I love her. <laughs> Speaking of the mafia, uh, Michael Gandolfini has been cast in Daredevil: Born Again. Oh, James Gandolfini's son. Gandolfini's son. from um the what's the movie? No, the the Many Saints in Newark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to forget that movie exists. <laughs> <laughs> I erased oh, it from man. my memory. Uh, Sounds big, like you did. <laughs> big news for Prime Video. Prime Video, for the first time ever, has topped Netflix as the number one streaming service 
in America. Netflix has had the top spot forever since streaming really became a thing. And Amazon finally beat them. I think that Netflix's decline in Prime Video's rise is an indicator of, like, I mean, the approach, like, Prime Video seems to be approaching a lot of t- movies and going for higher quality, I think. And Netflix has just approached the content, content, content. So maybe that system isn't really working out for them anymore. Yeah, I don't really, in terms of originals for Netflix, I don't really love anything besides Stranger Things. I haven't watched a ton. The Crown. The Crown's, Crown's great, great, too, but, I mean, isn't that also a BBC? No, it's Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. I just, there aren't a ton of shows that I think they put the quality into that they put into Stranger Things. Whereas Amazon has a lot of great original properties. All their shows are yeah. really high quality, they like do, great production value. Yeah, and their movies too. Whether I, you I, like them or not, they're I like still their, really well made. Yeah, I like the Amazon original movies way better than Netflix ones. Plus, the, I think the way that Netflix treats some of their, their shows and their characters, like with The Witcher, how, you know, Geralt started getting like pushed out of his own show and yeah. Cavill left because of Superman, so he's gone. So I think a lot of people are losing interest in Netflix originals, and I think that's clearly showing, but their movies you know their originals aren't even close to what amazon puts out for original movies you could say yeah i think so too yeah now to the last bit of news some noise for some news for the boys noise (laughs) noise (laughs) noise for the boys uh casting announcement simon Pegg will be returning to the boys he hadn't been on the show since season one he plays huey's father and then great actress rosemary dewitt has been cast as huey's mother so they'll be appearing in the new season what's she in she's seen her a ton of stuff she was in um uh, Promised Land. She was in a bunch of indies. Terrific actress. You've you've seen her. Let me let me look her up. Rosemary, Rosemary DeWitt. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. Familiar. So Rosemary. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 you know her. She's yeah. in Supernatural too. Yeah, she's in Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. They're yeah, just yeah. like taking all the Supernatural <laughs> cast members, <laughs> <all> right? <laughs> reunion after reunion. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Supernatural without audio like i say at the gym it plays on one of the tvs all the time i think this is the first week in like four months we had we don't have an origin story raccoon right okay raccoon. yeah raccoon yeah. rock raccoon Guardian origins Guardians of the galaxy 3 oh, volume 3 rock raccoon origins i almost had a heart attack the rise of rocket we had three rises i mean technically blue beetle will be an origins as well <laughs> i guess if you the first movie of a franchise doesn't count yeah but it will probably be an all right, origin all right. Story. yeah we did get an origin story yeah, we got there. one in totally there. forgot because I, I think the origins really works when it's already a property uh-huh. and then they make the origin yeah, story yeah. after it's like so funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's what the qualifies the origin all right that wraps movie news number 76 lots lots of stuff episodes yeah. this week we're gonna do something a little different this week so monday and tuesday are gonna be kind of like 30 minute episode reviews we're doing the menu on monday and then bones and all on tuesday then obviously weekly chat on wednesday and then thursday we have our episode on what do we do we didn't do it we yet. haven't filmed it yet something <laughs> <laughs> something is co- i think coco Coco, we're Coco. doing. We're gonna we're do doing Coco. Coco. Pixar's Coco. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> totally forgot. We gotta, we gotta film that probably soon. Maybe, maybe we should get on that. Yeah, we should probably do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Take care. Stay tuned for the latest episodes coming this week. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.